0: Hello, and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. This is episode 104. And today's podcast episode is titled, Trusting God's Timing. As humans, we want what we want, and we want it right now. And it's difficult for most, if not all of us, to wait for things we want, especially If there's no guarantee that we will ever get them, or that we'll ever get what we want, and it's human nature to grow impatient when we know what we want or what we need, or when we think we know what we want or what we need, especially when it's something important. And sometimes we're afraid that God has forgotten about us and feel that we must make whatever it is, happen on our own. But it is always a mistake and often disastrous to rush things and go with our own plan and our own timeline instead of following God's plan and God's timeline. Trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean into your own understandings Proverbs 3.5 is extremely good advice and I know from sad experience that leaning on my own understanding instead of trusting God only leads to heartbreak and trouble. Sometimes, when we get impatient and are not willing to wait on God's timing, we settle for things that we know aren't right, even things that we know will not make us happy. If for no other reason than the misguided feeling that having something, anything now, is better than waiting for something far better that may never come. When we don't trust God's timing, we don't trust God, and we're afraid that He will never give us what we need or what we deserve. I think this is especially true in relationships, and almost without fail, when we rush into a relationship that is not right, there are a multitude of warning signs and red flags that we choose to ignore in order to convince ourselves that the relationship is in our best interest and that route leads to heartache not sometimes but always when something or someone is part of God's plan for your life there are no red flags to ignore and we don't have to convince ourselves that it's right we just know that it is right you will never have to negotiate your way into the heart of someone who wants you there and If they are the person God put in your life, then they will want you there. When I was dating my ex-wife, there were a lot of red flags, and even on her wedding day when she was walking down the aisle toward me, I was more terrified than happy, and I considered postponing the wedding for a while because I wasn't absolutely certain that I was doing the right thing. And I thought if I was to get married, I should be absolutely certain I was doing the right thing. And honestly, I think the only reason that I didn't postpone the wedding, either on the wedding day or well before, is because I was afraid of how everyone would look at me and I was afraid that if I postponed the wedding, everyone would hate me, even if we did get married later. Had I paid heed to the warning signs and dated longer before getting engaged or even had a longer engagement, I have no doubt that we never would have gotten married, and it would have saved both of us a lot of grief and heartache. When we were dating, my ex-wife acted like she loved everything about me, even my over the top cheesy jokes, but as soon as we got married, it was obvious, and painfully so, That she did not marry me for who I was, but rather who she thought she could turn me into. And she immediately set about striving to change almost every aspect of my personality. Practically the moment we said I do, my ex tried to turn me against my family. Especially my dear mother. And she did everything within her power to keep me from spending time with my family. My ex even went out of her way to ensure that I knew that she loathed my jokes, and she would no longer even tolerate them, much less laugh at them. Uh, She also went out of her way to offend and mistreat my parents, and one year after they drove over 20 hours to visit for Thanksgiving, she forced them to sleep in the garage, even though there was more than enough room in the house and my stepfather had medical issues. I can't overstate how ashamed of myself I am for allowing that to happen. I guess I was more interested in keeping the peace with my wife than treating my family with the love and respect they deserved. If I had trusted God's timing instead of leaning into my own understanding and trusting my emotions, I would have paid attention to the red flags and warning signs and would not have gotten into that relationship in the first place. And I have no doubt that I would have avoided many years of pain and suffering. The worst part of not trusting God and going after what we think we need instead of uh, instead is when our ill-conceived plans fail. We often blame God for the trouble that we got ourselves into. And I was certainly guilty of that, and not just in my failed marriage. Part of the reason I got into a relationship that wasn't good for me in the first place is that I was deeply depressed and I felt like I needed someone in my life to make me whole. And as one of the teachers said in the film, The Person of Being a Wallflower, we accept the love we think we deserve. And at that time in my life, I didn't have an overly high opinion of myself and didn't th- think I deserved much. If a person is deeply depressed and feels they need someone in their life in order to make them happy and or make them whole, then he or she is absolutely not at the right place in their life to be getting into a relationship. If we expect another person to fix us, we have unrealistic expectations and it's not fair to us and it's certainly not fair to them. No one can fix us or make us whole, only God can do that. And until we've allowed God to do that, a relationship is probably, definitely a bad idea. Because we will expect the other person to do something that is not only not within his or her power, but also not their responsibility. And when they fail to meet our expectations, we blame them for something that's not their fault. Also, I'm not saying that any person you entered into a relationship that they were not emotionally ready for, is completely or even mostly responsible for its failure, as the other person had to either ignore red flags as well, or else they had took advantage of the other person's vulnerable and broken emotional state. If you have to wonder if a person loves you, or even likes you, they probably don't. When someone loves you, it's obvious even if they don't say it. God is good and is not going to put someone in your life that doesn't love you. God knows how to give good gifts, and if the person you are with is making you miserable, they are certainly not a gift from God. Even if, and especially if, they tell you that they are. Jesus said that if we, being evil, know how to give, give good gifts to our children, and won't give them a serpent when they ask for a fish or a rock when they ask for an egg, then God, who is a much better parent than any of us could ever hope to be, will certainly not give us something that will hurt us when we ask for something we need. It's still relatively early on in the relationship. I mean, we, uh, we met each other in October. But I care deeply about my current girlfriend, and in fact I love her. And I don't have the slightest doubt that she feels the same about me. I'm convinced that God helped us meet each other at just the right time in both of our lives. If we had met ten years ago, then we may not have been we may not have liked each other because we are both completely different people then. And just because we're right for each other now doesn't mean that we were right for each other then and I can almost guarantee that we weren't. God knows what we need, and sometimes He's not just preparing someone for us, which is what we often pray for, but He's preparing us and changing us into the person that the other person deserves and is praying for. We are often overly worried about finding the right person, but I think God is more interested in making us the right person. I had been praying for someone just like the wonderful woman I have in my life right now for many years. But when I first started praying for her, I wasn't deserving of such a person. And perhaps that's why both of us have been single for so long before we met each other because God was making us the people we needed to be and the people we needed each other to be. If God is making you wait for something, be it a relationship, a career, or anything else, It's not because he doesn't love you, doesn't care about you, or is some kind of cosmic buzzkill, or because he's forgotten about you. It's because he loves you. If God is making you wait for something, you're in good company. And many people in the Bible were forced to wait for things. Oftentimes, things that were rightfully theirs, things they deserved. David was forced to wait many a long year to become king despite the fact that he was chosen by God to be the next king of Israel. When David was just a boy, he was anointed as the king by the prophet Samuel, but he didn't actually become king for many years, and even then, it was only after a bloody war that he became king. David trusted God's timing, and even though he had several chances to kill King Saul and to take the throne for himself, Each time he had a chance to kill Saul, he spared his life instead because he knew it wasn't God's will for him to kill Saul, and therefore it wasn't God's appointed time for him to be king. When a Philistine came to David thinking he would get a reward for killing Saul, he was instead put to death for killing the Lord's anointed because, as desperately as David wanted to be king, he wanted to follow God even more. If only he'd kept up that level of devotion to God throughout the rest of his life. God's timing is just as important as God's plan. And in almost every aspect of life, timing is everything. When children are first learning math, it usually doesn't take long for them to realize that the order of their operation matters. And if things are done in the wrong order, then it will never lead to the correct answer. The same is also true in cooking, and if the proper things are done and the proper ingredients are added but in the wrong order, the end result will be far from desirable. As with math and cooking, so in life. And even the right thing at the wrong time can be the wrong thing. If Ruth and Boaz had met before the time that they were supposed to meet, even before Ruth married Naomi's son, they would not have wound up together. It may not always make sense to us at the time, but God has a plan for our lives. And while it may not look like what we thought it should be, God's plan for our lives is always better than any plan that we can devise on our own. Jacob made a deal with Laban to work for him for seven years in exchange for the hand of his daughter Rachel. But at the end of that seven years, he learned that he'd been hoodwinked and Laban had pulled an old switcheroo and tricked Jacob into marrying his older daughter, Leah. Jacob was understandably upset when he found out that he'd been tricked, but he ultimately agreed to serve Laban an additional seven years in order to marry Rachel, his true love. Moses waited 40 years to see the promised land, and after that long wait Seeing the Promised Land from the top of the mountain was the most he was ever allowed to do as God did not permit Moses to cross over the Jordan River into the Promised Land. Moses could have felt cheated and become angry with God, but instead he glorified God and praised him for all that he had done for him in his long life. It took Joseph 13 years to be made the second in command in Egypt. And he had to go through a lot of unpleasant circumstances to get there, including being sold into slavery by his own brothers, and then he spent more than two years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. However, if Joseph had put his trust in God instead of putting his trust in man, such as a royal cupbearer, it's likely that he would have spent far less time in prison, but I guess we'll never know for sure. If it was not for the many years and the experiences he went through to make him the man he was Joseph would never have been chosen to lead nor would he have been qualified to do so because of the adversity that Joseph went through he became the man that he was needed uh, to be both to save Egypt and to save the children of Israel despite how much faith we have in God there is a time or will be a time when we fail to trust his timing when we don't get what we want when we want it. And at such times we should remember that God has never failed us yet and he never will fail us. Just like small children who think they should be allowed to play in the street, stay up all night and eat candy for every meal or the teen who doesn't understand why they're not allowed to do things that they're not old enough to do and must wait. We don't always know why it is what is actually best for us and as any good parent would, God gives us what we need when the timing is right, instead of what we think we need when we think we need it. It may take a while, at least from our perspective, but God will always do what is best for us. We just have to be patient and trust Him. The Bible teaches us that the Lord is not slow in keeping His promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with us, uh, 2 Peter 3.9. I'm truly grateful that God has chosen to be more patient with me than I have been with Him, and and that He's ignored my request when I had asked for something foolish and something that would bring me pain, and instead He's given me greater things than I thought I deserved. You can never go wrong with trusting God. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.